Hey everyone, this is Bill Kenny, CEO of Focus Lab, a global B2B brand agency. I'm coming at you with another episode of The Debrief. So as a reminder, this is a series where I sit down with past clients and we talk about the rebrand experience through their eyes. We talk about what was most challenging, what was most rewarding, and the ultimate goal is to share those experiences and takeaways with you so that you know what you might consider or expect as you're going through a rebrand. So today, I sat down with David Chevalier. He is the CEO of Surf. We had the pleasure of working with Surf a year ago. Their rebrand has been live for about six months now. They're crushing it. We talk about all the things, what it was like to go through a rebrand at a seed stage, uh, what the biggest challenges of the project were, how he formed his small internal team to navigate the project and make decisions, how rewarding it was to share that with the team, and ultimately the reward, the the ROI that they're seeing already six months out with this new rebrand. So I hope you enjoy. Super valuable episode. David, here we are. Uh, I'm really excited to record this episode with you today. Thanks for joining. So I'll, I'll lead us out by passing you the mic here in just a second. Um, but I, I just want to first share a little fact. I was looking back today and you, actually your company, it wasn't you, uh, first reached out to us February 1st of 2002. So we're just past the one year mark. I'm sure that feels like 10 years ago at this point. Yes. Uh, and I also noticed via social media yesterday on one of your accounts that uh, the brand has been live for six months. There's a little celebratory post, been live for six months. Um, so again, I'm excited to chat with you today. So why don't you tell us who you are and what you're building over at Surf? Yeah, uh, no, likewise, thanks for, thanks for having me. I think for me, it's always exciting to talk about branding because, uh, so I have a, another co-founder, which is Omar, so he's more in the, in the tech side and I'm more on the business side. And I love, I don't know, since 10 years, branding uh, maybe it's because of my uncle because he, he worked like 40 years in fashion and he worked with a lot of different mm. fashion brands so that's why i was overly excited for this chat um yeah and it's six months now after the rebranding actually we are going to um showcase our new website this week so it all comes in time i have the feeling so you will see Fantastic. the full full, full brand uh, now on, on the website we also worked with a, with another studio called mill three um, but yeah, in short, what, what we are do, uh, what we are doing is, um, basically we are surf. Um, we are a sales productivity tool. Um, we started uh, connecting LinkedIn with your CRM. So, you know, Salesforce, HubSpot probably. And when you're a sales, you have a problem of manual data entry. So, uh, when I did kind of customer discovery and reached out to some, some people and we used the CRM for the first time, I need to hammer down all this information I got from the calls and it's done uh -huh. um, by hand. So it's it's really taking a lot of hours from you, a lot of admin from you as a sales and you don't want to do that. So we're connecting mm -hmm. these two systems. Um, now it's, it's one click, it's a Chrome extension on LinkedIn and you have all the LinkedIn uh, information in your CRM. Uh, we also enrich your data. So we find email addresses and phone numbers for instance and a lot of more stuff. Um, that's how we started and uh, we also choose to to chose to rebrand actually because we're expanding the product so uh, what was great for us working as a bootstrap company on linkedin now we want to expand it to other platforms where salespeople work um so yeah and uh, the manual data entry and end this hassle and and bring a uh, peace of mind to sales that's it 
So everybody listening, go check out Surf, uh, especially if that fits into your sales tech stack, I guess, as they would say. So you kind of touched on the first question, which was, how did you know it was time to rebrand? So it was in this idea of expansion. Do you want to talk about that a little bit more? Exactly. So um, I think we contacted you, you on February 2nd. The whole branding discussion, I think it was almost since day one there because we started uh, the company in 2020. Mm. Our first name was Groster. But then after two days, a guy from France reached out, hey, I have a company that's called Groster and it's pretty similar and we are in the same space. So please, <laughs> either I'm going to sue you students. Uh -huh. Back then we were, we were students. Um, or you choose a, a new name. So then we came up, uh, it was overnight with Lead Chat. Um, we thought basically of two things. So our tool mostly works for prospecting. So we're working with leads. So lead should be in the name. So because back then we thought, okay, uh, what we do should be included in the name to find us more easily. And um, then we thought the second one, we are pretty fast. We are productivity tools. So you you gain some time. So what is fast? A jet. So, okay, it makes sense. Let's go for lead jet. Um, but then we kind of quickly understood that this name sounds more like a tool and we want to become a solution. So, um, and, and also with expansion mm. of the product, um, not only having a product for, for SDRs and BDRs, mm. also for account executive, for sales leaders. So not only working with leads anymore, we saw the name LeadJet had its limitations. Um, and then also a Chinese company is named LeadJet. So back then we didn't do a lot of research because we were super young and they reached out or customers mm -hmm. of theirs reached out because they wanted to change their toners. So it was a printing company in China. And uh, that's why we thought, okay, guys, <laughs> now it's the time to, to find a new name. And um, yeah, I think uh, especially me, Roma, the whole team, we shortlisted I mean, shortlisted 400 names. So that was a, a big process going through that. Wow. Some, yeah. some weekends. Um, and then we came up with Surf at the end because it, it matched due to a lot of different reasons. Yeah. I love the point you said, and I just want to reiterate it so maybe everybody can really let it sink in. It sounded like a tool, but we wanted to basically show it as a solution. Uh, those, those are pretty powerful words. Uh, well said there. I couldn't have said that better myself. So... So you realize what year is that at that point? Are you two years in now when you're getting past so, this? Like we need to find a new name. We've landed on surf. Yeah. So I would say um, thinking about the new name was end of 2020. We launched the product in June 2020. So six months after because we kind of um, we bootstrapped and we had uh, like a lot of product led growth, um, meaning we, we mm -hmm. grew as a company pretty uh, quick because we had uh, some, some great partnerships with HubSpot, for instance. Um, and then we thought, okay, now we need to change the name. Um, so yeah, end of 2020, then throughout the year, we had some other stuff to do. So I think, yeah, the first time was then last year, 2022, where we thought, okay, now we have the name. Um, now we have a comfortable situation because uh, rebranding is not uh, cheap. Um, so let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it now. And that's why we, yep. we reached out uh, to you guys. And I know with uh, Janina, I think I discussed a lot. I'm mm -hmm. not the easiest in, in negotiation. Um, and uh, you found <laughs> a super fair price for us. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy. It, it's an interesting dynamic where companies are trying to figure out how early or how late should they rebrand. It's different for everybody. 
but I, I like when um, people on these episodes share where they are in that timeline, because mm-hmm. there's certainly other people out there that are on a similar timeline. Again, whether it's really early in the first six months or if it's six years in because of some other bigger reason that they need to change mm-hmm. and then rebrand. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for sharing that. So then you go on the hunt and you're looking for the right partner. Now you're overseas. Uh, there's plenty of people to work with around the world. What were you looking for in the right partner? First, I mean, we were, we were looking at, at us um, because um, we have 40% of, of international customers, 40% from the US. So for us, it was okay. pretty, pretty important in terms of messaging and uh, brand perception that we go with a US-based company. Because we are from Europe. Uh, we, from day one, had our product. So we're actually from France. But from day one, our product was in English. And we didn't mm-hmm. really um, find an agency in Europe, which was um, kind of having this international mindset. Um, and that's why we went to the US. We heard some great stuff uh, from you because you did in our space with outreach and rebranding uh, with Salesloft, uh, which we partner with as well. So these mm-hmm. guys said, hey, I should reach out to them. They're, they're great. Um, yes. And yeah, that's why we decided to, to go with you. And then from the first calls, um, Brian, for instance, I mean, he's a ex-skateboarder, so somehow surf and skateboarding, it just matched. Everything came together, I had the feeling. So um, I think it's pretty important uh-huh. first that uh, an agency shouldn't put a stamp on you, like you should do that and that and that, and we see you like this and this. It's the same when you change your personal style, it needs to fit to you. And um, I think what was great with you is that you guys quickly understand where we want to go and also understood what we see, what our values are as a company and how we get these values to the, to the outside. Awesome. Shout out to Brian. Shout out yes. to skateboarding and pass sure. shout out to Janina. <laughs> Got a couple name drops already in the episode. Yes. Uh, okay. Awesome. Um, so now you're in the project. So we kick off, you find the right team, you know, you're ready for a rebrand project. You've got your, your <clears throat> calendar blocked out, your team dedicated on our side and on your side. So now let's talk about the experience in the project. I'll start with what was the most challenging part of the project because they're not easy. You kind of you hinted at it almost before, but a rebrand is not an easy project. Yeah, first internally finding the resources internally. I mean, we are a small company and now we have thirty people, um, so you need to f- find the time regularly per week um, hours to to work on that branding. Um, it needs to be included in your in your schedule. It need, doesn't need to be something on the side. Oh, yeah, now I need to do this. No, um, we really need to find the capabilities in-house. And I think what's important, um, because often agencies, you think, okay, at the end of the, the kind of work, three months or whatever, we get a deck, a PDF file, that's your new brand, take it, ciao, we are out. So, uh, of course, this would be then a problem because we need to find the resources in-house who can take the ideas you guys and the work you created and expand it. So uh, work really with it. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think this is important. So first finding internally the resources, um, which we where we have a great design team, a great front end dev um, who worked, uh, I think, 10 years for a website agency um, and branding agency. So that was, was lucky for us. Um, once we found that team, yeah. um, then of course we need to find I mean, there's a time difference between US and Europe. So that was the, the second c- c- small mm-hmm. challenge, I would say. Um, but we figured that out. And um, yeah, then I think we spent really a lot of time telling you guys how we 
or what our vision is and how we foresee that branding going. And then you were so good because you took our ideas and you rephrased them magically. And it made so much sense for us. Yes. Why couldn't we say this in more easy words like you? And um, oh, oh. so, yeah, I think uh, that's important that uh, first you understand us and, and can basically take this and, and make it um, better and, and more understandable um, to the outside, because that was our problem. We are not like um, super, like we don't have copywriters at that time in, in the company. Um, we never did a rebranding. Mm -hmm. um, so, of course, uh, we had some ideas, but uh, yeah need to find find people to to bring that to, to life yeah. this idea of finding time on the, mm -hmm. on your side carving out the time in your calendar to dedicate to this easier said than done so what did y'all do specifically so let's let's frame the question up a little bit more because you and i both know how the process goes but many people not may yeah. not with focus lab process specifically so we send you work on friday the end mm -hmm. of day on our friday Mm -hmm. You get that work and then you have a meeting with us at the beginning of the next week. What day was your meeting on? Do you recall? Was it Mondays or Tuesdays? Um, no, it was on Mondays because you handed in the work for us Thursday evening, if I recall correctly. We had the time to work okay. on yes. Friday and then send it over to you. So I think on Monday we had to call something like this. Yeah, You had a kind of a one day window to sit with that work we've sent you to yeah. talk about it as a team and then to get your feedback to us so that now we could get that whole next week to work through it. So for a lot of companies, they would say, wow, that seems like a really fast turnaround. So how were you able to navigate that? Yeah. So first, because I've been, so my background is in banking and we had once a, a big project, the central banking system. And what I saw that people needed to work on the weekend. So I didn't want to have our organization working on the weekend because, um, Back then, the project in banking, so many people were frustrated about. And I think when you have internally a team which is frustrated about the work you do, it doesn't lead to something great. So that's why for me, let's do it on Friday. Let's send it on Friday. We can go all, go all into our weekends. So, yeah, and uh, I think uh, we just said, okay, you have a four days week for your normal work. <laughs> then you have a one day mm -hmm. week for, for the branding work for the next 12 weeks. Um, yeah, so... I think everyone was so excited in the project that we made that uh, sometimes even happen on Thursday evening because we were so mm -hmm. excited to get uh, the feedback yeah. from you and, and to work on this. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think with, with us, it was then, then pretty easy. And your project team on your side, how, how many people were in the group? So how many people had to dedicate time on that day? So, yeah, we had um, our designer. So she's a graphic designer, now more UI UX designer. Um, we had uh, then from marketing, um, like digital marketeer. She was also mostly working on our content, content strategy. Um, then we had uh, our front-end developer who had experience um, working in an agency before. Um, yeah, I think this was uh, really our main team. And here and there, and I think it was also super important to keep that team like small and and, and closed, because um, mm -hmm. if we would kind of get everyone from the company in, inside, I mean, I love transparency, but um, sometimes you have then too many opinions. And to be honest, uh, at the beginning, always there will be people who don't like your branding and stuff. So to keep it mm -hmm. close and to believe, okay, this is the right team to move forward, 
Um, and of course, other people in the company said, hey, man, you, you're working on a, on a kind of uh, um, hidden project. We want to know what's going on. And I think it was for us super important to only showcase after some milestones in the project to the rest of the company, um, because otherwise, um, yeah, maybe it, uh, it, uh, yeah, it, I think it would have caused some some problems if we if we increased that group. Basically, you were able to do it on that one day turnaround because you had a small group dedicated to it, right? It was not a company wide effort. You didn't need to shut down the whole company on on that Thursday, Friday to have everybody sit around and then a four hour meeting discuss what they like and what they don't like. And that's not realistic. I think what's also super important because, um, so I talked with our advisors who did also rebranding in France. And what they say is often agencies want to please the CEO because often, if we are honest, these rebranding projects are within the CEO of someone from the, from the founders team. So they are thriving that project. Um, and then you see um, like messages like behind uh, behind the curtain to the CEO, la 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 la. We should do it like this and that, and that's completely wrong in my opinion. And that's what I loved with you because I was just a project member in this one, um, and you didn't try to, mm-hmm. to please me in, in particular. Uh, when someone from our team had an idea and it was the better idea, we went for it. So I think that's sometimes the tricky part with agencies. Um, because yeah, maybe the, the, the CEO is leading and pays for the project. Um, and I think then this can, can, uh, create some problems because then you don't take, um, all the opinions from your team, um, into consideration and just want to, want to please the CEO. So I think that was great with you. So thanks for not pleasing me <laughs> in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cut that we're going to cut out and put on social media. Thanks for not pleasing me. Uh, fantastic. Okay, so we touched on the most challenging part, and it is, for what it's worth, that turnaround, that feedback cycle, besides, you know, falling in love with the logo and trying to figure out the right colors, which are also naturally challenging, that is, for most projects, the most challenging part. So thanks for sitting on that for a minute with me and kind of talking through that. I want people to get real takeaways of, oh, okay, that's how I can plan it if I go through a rebrand myself. Uh, So the next question what was the most rewarding aspect of the project at any part? At the very end, because we kept it as a secret. So, of course, we were mm. kind of a bit afraid. Will the rest of the company like it? Um, we kind of had a presentation where we gathered everyone to showcase. And it was like, damn, I hope, I hope. Because we put so much time, <laughs> after money into that project. I hope, please, they will like it. And um, they loved it. Um, and they think that was the, the most rewarding. Um, to really see, okay, it was the right decision to keep it small. Um, otherwise, we, we wouldn't um, go through it in, in 12 weeks. Um, I think that was mm-hmm. the, the most rewarding at the end. What do you think, bes- keeping the team small, you kind of touched on it, was part of the success criteria in revealing that successfully. Do you think there were any other parts that made that more successful, the the reveal to your team? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, you you kind of prepped us. We had also kind of a um, a prep talk uh, with some some of your agency. You said, okay, when you reveal your new brand, please um, be careful to do it in that and this way. So I kind of we felt prepped very well. Um, also, when you revealed right. it to us, like the the final 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 product at the end, um, I think it's pretty pretty important to say when you see something new. 
you you need to get to it after after time also first we were like ah is it really ah you 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 have still your old brand somehow in your head and i think you need to raise that um so for us um this was very helpful and um yeah for i think the the, the first day when i was seeing it i was like falling falling in love um then we were showing it to others um together with the kind of narrative and the story behind the brand because some people expect a new logo but it's way more than just a new logo and um to be honest also we were expecting at the beginning yeah we're so excited to get a new logo and at the end we didn't really chose a logo so we went with um with um, a normal uh, normal typography kind of and uh, yeah. an icon we have now an icon which like an app icon which is totally enough um but i think managing these expectations that branding is not just a logo it's a narrative and how you get this narrative in the right way to your customers to your stakeholders to your team to your community this is the most important and um, for us it was always about emotions i remember i think my music teacher said like hey music is about emotions it's not about the best singer or whatever and um, i think we want to convey that with the brand because surf already has an existing community um surf is like when you're in the nature it creates a peace of mind it's uh, what we want to achieve with our product to create a peace of mind for salespeople. and surfers are much uh, pretty similar to to sellers because they they go out they face like waves and they face a lot of rejection you know and when you're a seller you also need to pick up the phone um you won't have success mm -hmm. but once you hit a success it's the best feeling ever and that's why you see salespeople. once the salespeople, ever salespeople in your life they won't choose or switch to another job. And I think kind of this, this kind of emotions you have as a seller to bring into branding um, was not that easy, but I think uh, was also very rewarding since we see now the feedback from, from our customers. Yeah. Fantastic. I think you saw some of that. Well, I saw, and the people are going to watch this, saw some of that narrative come out. I think you did a really good job answering that in a way that, highlights what is important, which is not the logo. Mm -hmm. And it's also another hurdle that kind of everybody seemingly kind of, we all have to get past in a, in a rebrand project. And you did a really good job of pointing that out. So thank you for sharing that. Another valuable point. Okay, so, so you do the reveal, the team loves it. I know that's scary as hell. I know it is. I empathize. I've been doing this so long with so many different companies now. Mm -hmm. That's the like, oh my God, please, we've done all this hard work. We've spent this money. I just hope people love it. Exactly. Uh, you're able to navigate that. You lead with narrative, you get through it. People love it. Doesn't mean everybody has to love it. You kind of even touched on that you got to give it time as well. Um, I forget who it was. It was a past client. And when we were speaking, they were saying, you know, there was a really, oh, it was a customer that hated it. A customer mm. had sent an email to them after the, the rollout, public rollout and said, I can't believe you've changed to this. I really hate this. And then that person, that same customer came back around, I don't know whether it was a couple months later or something and said, yeah. I get it now. It has actually grown on me. I see why you did this. It was the right move. And of course, to that client, that was like such a moment for them to be able to see past all of those fears too, right? It does take time. Easier said than done though, right? I, no, I recognize that. For sure. And we also did um, a small mistake because uh, in the product, because we always need to kind of, uh, as we are Google Chrome extension, um, Google verifies when we kind of update our product. So we were changing our product with the new branding colors, etc. And then it would 
was out before we were out with the message that we rebranded. <laughs> so this was because we, we can't control this. So I think it was out one day before we actually uh, shared the message. And then people were, were writing us, what is that? I, I, I bought a product which is called LeadJet and now I have another product. What is it? And uh, so it was kind of funny. Um, and uh, yeah, but then one day after they all got the message and they loved it. Uh, some people said like, I remember, wow, it's a Silicon Valley rebranding. It looks like a Series B oh. company. Um, and I mean, we are, we are seat, seat raised a company. So this was really, really mm -hmm. cool, cool to see. Yeah. And we also had some surfers as customers who say, nice, love it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm happy you shared that a little bit. You know, even people saying, Jesus looks more like a Series B company. That is a powerful return on many of the rebrands we do, which is this idea of looking the part that we either are or want to be. Mm -hmm. Right, That's going to gain trust from customers. People are actually going to take the product seriously if it looks like it is right for them. If yeah. something looks like it's not to knock seed, seed's fine. But maybe if it's more of a mid-market purchaser and they're saying, well, geez, I don't know. They're like fresh out of the gate. Like, I don't know if their product's going to last. I don't know if it's what I need. Maybe I need to go with something that's been around, more tested, more trusted. Yeah. Perception becomes a big deal at that point. And a rebrand can add a lot of value in that way. Exactly. I went actually today uh, for preparation through our first kind of questionnaire we got from you, what we want to achieve with the branding. And one point was also to sell to, to larger clients because product like growth, mm -hmm. we have uh, grown, grown with a lot of small clients. So uh, we are SaaS, so we sell in licenses um, per, per user. So often we had companies one to five to seven licenses. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to measure, but I, I saw in the document, we would love to have larger clients such as Uber, Google, and now with the rebranding, we have Google, Uber, Amazon as, as clients. So I don't know if it's just a kind of coincidence or whatever, but um, yep. they set this kind of solution feeling, um, premium feeling also uh, came thanks to, to branding um, because our product is great. But of course, when you see it as a, as a tool or Ah, this is a hacky way or to, to do things or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's hard to place yourself with, with bigger clients then. So, yeah. And I think this was really a reward as well. Well, you've answered the, the almost the final question, which was what have you been able to achieve ah. since the rebrand? I think that's a fantastic point. I agree with you. Impossible to measure. Also impossible to ignore. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's going right. And I, I remember when we uh, first started um, the, the whole project, the whole company. So back then was the name LeadJet. Um, I said at the very beginning, okay, guys, we are at the end of our master program. We are students, but we need to be perceived as two notches higher. So I was already aiming because originally I came in for, for marketing and I did our first website. I did the first logo actually from LeadJet via PowerPoint. So I can't showcase that to anyone. <laughs> I think the logo looked great, um, and, and a lot of people loved it, but I did it on PowerPoint. Um, so uh -huh. I said very at the beginning, um, hey, we need to appear two, notch two notches higher already. And um, yeah, I think uh, that's why for, for us also one of the aims was um, not to look like a generic startup brand, not to have just a makeover to, to look like LeadJet 2.0. We really wanted to create something yep. different, also in terms of versus our competitors. 
something something really new, which is a B2B company, but a, a branding which is a bit more towards B2C. So what we love, for instance, is Klarna mm -hmm. um, as a brand. Um, and um, yeah, be a bit more bold uh, in this sense. And I think it, yes. it worked out really well. And, and um, yeah. We are happy. It's now harder to get two notches higher than where we where we are currently. <laughs> In, I don't know two yes. years, um, but yeah. uh, I, I think also important is that that you have a brand that that lasts for minimum five to to seven mm -hmm. years. Of course, then you have often adjustments and makeovers, but the essence should yep. be there. Uh, I love hearing that about the success already coming off of the rebrand. Uh, that is funny to relive and look back through those uh, like the questionnaire. Doc, right? And say, like, what did we say back, even though it was only a year ago? What did we want to become? I'm sure that was probably also rewarding. Yeah. To even remember maybe what your mindset was in filling out that form and all the unknowns at that point and now being on the other side of it. Uh, congrats to you all. Yeah. No, I think it was, uh, yeah, one, one of it was uh, getting to a larger clients because also for at that time we raised some capital and they said, like, can you, can you sell to enterprise? And we didn't know if we can sell to enterprise. I mean, we know that the problem of manual data entry is from a single founder who uses a CRM or who uses even Notion as a CRM or spreadsheets as a CRM to big corporations mm -hmm. who use Salesforce. Same problem of manual data entry. So we thought, okay, we probably can sell, but uh, then they need like mm -hmm. uh, ISO certification, SOC 2 certification, all that stuff. So we gathered that now yeah. together with the, with the new brand and actually we, we, we can sell. And um, I also remember, uh, I think we wanted to have 10,000 users. We, we got that by now. Um, we wanted to have the bigger clients, uh, more exposure in the US. Um, we wanted to reach the 1 million in annual recurring revenue, also surpassed, surpassed this uh, last year. Um, yes. So yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of stuff was written on the list. Um, and we wanted to grow the team. So we have been, I think, 12 or 14 people at that time. And um, now we are 30, more than 30. So we wanted to double the team. So that wow. came through yes. as well. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, so all, all the stuff on our list actually became reality. And, uh, you know, sometimes as a founder, you are so such in a fast pace that you go from milestone to milestone. So often you forget these things. And when I was looking into the doc this morning, I was like, oh, wow, damn, really? This is like, uh, we really <laughs> And uh, it was like, so like, modern, so I was like, oh, it's a great day. A great day. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, thank you for sharing that and even going further down the line and highlighting some of those things that you had um, kind of targeted to achieve, right? Like is, again, we will we would openly say we can't say that the brand has done all that, but it's certainly rocket fuel in a propellant to achieve those things. Right. Even if it's yeah. just building momentum and energy that you can kind of compound on top of. So last question, then mm -hmm. if you were sitting down with a friend or a colleague, anybody for that matter, and you knew that they were considering a rebrand and they said, Hey, I watched the video. It was great. But if there's just one thing you could tell me to help them get it right, what would that one thing be? Yeah. First, stay true to yourself. Um, don't let someone else rebrand you. You need to rebrand by yourself. So I think it needs to come from within. It needs to align with your company values. It needs to align with your product. 
Um, so that's the first thing. And so don't expect like that uh, the agency will do the job and then can lay back and <laughs> branding is done. It's a constant effort. So I think you always need to kind of uh, take the next mile, take this branding, find the resources inside your company who can take the branding uh, to the next level. Um, I think this is super important as well, because otherwise you will have a fancy Figma file with designs. Uh, maybe you have a fancy uh, website because you will, the website will be done also by an agency, but you can't take that further. And I think it's important. You need to see it as a new beginning with the new brand and you need to take that further. And it's a constant effort. Um, so yeah, I think these two things stay true to yourself and find the resources to develop further or work with the branding elements. Yeah, that's, that's it. I would say. David, I have really enjoyed this conversation with you. You've shared tons of valuable insight. We've achieved the goal, which is to relive the rebrand experience and share that with people so they can learn from that. Uh, I think we did that and more. So thanks a ton for joining today. Thanks as well. Um, thanks again for, for your team, for, for the great work you've done to us with us. Um, yeah, it was really a bit sad because uh, after these 12 weeks of intense uh, going back and forth with your team, we were like, damn, mm -hmm. what are we doing now? There's no one to challenge us. Uh, anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was kind of sad that our Fridays were now stuffed with, with other things. Um, so yeah, it was really a, uh, a nice adventure and uh, the adventure continues. I think, um, yeah, we, we are sharing uh, with your team here and there some new stuff we are doing, uh, which is cool. That's right. And also their feedback. Uh, we will send you guys yep. also with the new brand, some, some merch and that stuff. Um, because I see you're Love completely it. merch. We are waiting. Still yes. For our merch. Yes. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Also. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you.